Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Urban Wire brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. Now today we're going to be talking about two pro, two big time profile cases that are currently going on here in the metropolitan area of Indianapolis, um, one of which is dealing with the um, controversial um, David Broussard, Officer Broussard um, case where he was accused a few years ago of um, um, driving under the influence of alcohol, resulting in um, the murder of um, an innocent motorcycle driver. And um, that is still pending in the court system, but there's a twist in the case. Um, Yesterday afternoon, the same officer that has been suspended from IMPD he was um, apprehended after crashing um, his vehicle and um, testing at a .17, um, you know, um, you know, his blood alcohol was testing at .17, and we really have to um, take a look at this because. Not only has he killed innocent people, but this individual is out here, supposedly a member of law enforcement, um, doing the same thing over and over again. So we're going to discuss that today, and then we're also going to be discussing a second um, story dealing with the killing of a um, local Marine. At, at a Denny's. This happened um, within a week, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to probably um, delve into that more as details uh, surface on that case. But joining me tonight um, in a few minutes will be um, our special guest reporter, J.R. Vasquez, um, Vasquez, and he will be in here momentarily. He is um, the um, future host of our 3XR um, uh, radio show that will be um, jumping off here in the upcoming summer, and 3XR stands for Race, Religion, and Reality. So he will be joining us momentarily. Um, we're gonna go to a couple songs. Um, if you want to call in, you have a comment about the whole David Bassard case or the um, the um, gentleman that was killed at Denny's. You can call us at area code six four six. 915-8200 or you can send us an instant message on our um, Yahoo account um, at the, and the way you can send us an instant message is send us a message to the username theurbanwire underscore Andy and uh, we will read your comments on air um, once again my name is Seneca Harris I am the host of the Urban Wire 
Um, JR will be in here shortly. And um, until then, we're going to go to a couple songs, you know, to get you guys um, hyped. And um, pretty much uh, we're going to get things in motion and we're going to take off with the show. Almost exactly what A definite maybe It's short to entice But curiosity I can't help but think that this doesn't add I'm trying to separate the facts from all the fiction We're living in a
Don't it seem like Like I'm always there when it matters But missing most of the other time A terrible pattern The rewards I see from working have made me an addict There's way more people that want it Than people that have it I don't get it I would hate to think I tricked them They fall victim to my system Guess I sure know how to pick them And I'm always a regret Yeah, I'm always a regret And I always make it harder On whoever's coming next It goes up and down It's just up and down She's crying now But she'll laugh again Cause we on the rise And she here with us And expensive shit Just keeps happening And she loves it And she stares at me Like who does this And we hold hands While I pray That she's not the type To hold grudges I'm wrong Bad boys ain't no
All right, we are back with a special edition of the Urban Wire brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, um, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban um, community. You are listening to the Urban Wire on the UCOFW network. Um, online, we do have our special co-host for the evening, um, JR. Won't you introduce yourself and? Um, Tell us what do we have to look forward to this evening. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing all right. I'm blessed. You know it's Sunday. I'm blessed in the Lord. I'm blessed in the Lord. Have mercy. That's right. Now, well, for tonight's events, we've got a couple of great stories. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be speaking about Officer David Bassard's second DUI. And we're going to be speaking on uh, a tragedy that happened here within the city of Indianapolis to a retired Army first sergeant. Oh, wow. And I was just wanted to let you know I do have a couple of articles pulled up if you want me to present those, and then we can jump into the discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, feel free to. All right. Uh, my first article is coming to you Um by courtesy of Wish TV 8. And then um, our second article um, dealing with this case um, is also from um, Wish TV 8. And uh, we're going to be pretty much talking to the crash victim's family. Um, the, the first article, well, that's going to be the second article we're going to deal with, but we're going to deal delve into the first article um, by courtesy of com. And the article is um, entitled, Bessard uh, um, to Appear in Court Wednesday. David Bessard, um, test point one seven, said, and he says, quote, I messed up, messed up, unquote. Now, Jr., I know, um, I think I got that, that song downloaded that you wanted me to play a little bit of, you know. Yes, so, sir. So you you want you want to just kind of like break the ice of this story and just jump right into that song really quick. All right. Well, for those of you that don't know who Officer David Bassard is, Officer David Bassard is an Indianapolis Police Department officer who, back in 2010, I believe it was, he uh, uh, was under the influence of alcohol while on duty and ended up running over a couple of motorcycle riders, killing two of them. Oh wow. So just yeah, just last night, news break being that his the city of Indianapolis went ahead and settled out of court for the tragedy that happened at $1.7 million so they wouldn't sue the Officer David Bassard or the city. Um, Officer David Bassard ends up getting into an accident, heading home from a bar, and t- tested at .17. Now, the... Yeah, if you want to lead in the song now, go ahead and we'll uh, take it from there. All right. If your job's about to kill you, but you can't. Advice that I can give you is drink more beer. 
I know you know who I am. I messed up today. If you guys can come, can cut me a break, I promise I'll never drink again, unquote. Bessard tested at 0.17% at the scene, more than twice the legal limit, and was booked into Marion County Jail. 24-hour news, 8, Karen Hansel, called Mary Wells, Eric's mother, Saturday afternoon when the when the first reports um, of Bessard had been pulled over had came in. She says, quote, Oh, my God, it is why we begged them to take his license, unquote. 24-Hour News 8 also talked to Wells Saturday via Skype. Here's, here's what she had to say, and you can go to the website and you can um, click to see what she had to actually say about that. Um, and also we're going to get to a story in a minute about what the victims of the previous incident had to say. All right, continuing the story, the Marion County Prosecutor's Office says that the commissioner has set a $25,000 bond in his new arrest. Prosecutors had asked for no bond, and the commissioner had taken that under consideration. Marion County Deputy Prosecutor Denise Robinson said that she will ask the judge in Allen County Monday to revoke the bond in the SARS first case. Quote, in the bond situation, there is an implication that you're not going to further violate the law, unquote, Robinson said. But we also have the standard um, innocent until proven guilty. So while it's not direct violation of the bond, our argument is that it goes to show that he is a present danger to the public, unquote. In August of 2010, the start is uh, accused of hitting three motorcyclists with his IMPT, IMPD, I'm sorry, squad car while driving j- drunk, killing Eric Wells, um, 30 years old, and injuring Mary Mills and Kirk Weekly. Prosecutors says say that Bassard um, was drunk at the time. He is charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Um, reckless homicide and criminal criminal rec- recklessness. Recklessness. I can't read tonight, y'all. Okay. Marion County Judge Grant Hawkins initially said the blood evidence that prosecutors say proves the assault was drunk at the time of. Uh, wait a minute, I'm, I lost my place. Um, yeah, prosecutors proved that the assault was drunk at the time of the August. 2010 crash and was inadmissible in court because it was improperly drawn. An appeals court overturned that decision. Um, the SARS trial for, 20, for the 2010 crash was moved to Allen County. A trial has been set for October 15th in Fort Wayne. Um, in 2010, Robinson says that the state moved um, to have the SARS license suspended. She says that the state ruled against them on that, but says that the license suspension is only good for a certain amount of time, and that would have lapsed by now, no matter what the judge ruled. Um, Robinson says that the arrest is not admissible in Bassard's prior case. The FOP has supported Bassard and paid in support 
of his legal defense. A source tells 24-Hour News 8 that the FOP's meeting Thursday, officers will be allowed to vote about continuing his support. So that's pretty much the gist of that. And um, you can just let me know when you want me to read about um, the SARS um, crash victim speak out after second DUI arrest. You can let me know when you want to read that, or are you ready to comment now? Well, uh, I do. I do have a couple of things here. Uh, according to RTV6, uh, it you know it's basically the same story, but uh, there, there's a little more to it though. Uh, the Sarge 39 was booked on charges of operating a vehicle while intoxicated after police said he crashed into a guardrail and utility pole near his home after 2 p.m. Saturday off Indian Lake Boulevard South, which is near the officer's home. Uh, uh, police wrote that a witness saw him uh, rocking his pickup back and forth in an attempt to free the vehicle from roadside ruts created when he slid off the road. At first, officers said he denied that he had been drinking, but reports say he changed his story under further questioning. Um, then, then we have, uh, uh, of course, uh, when an officer pointed out that he smelled like alcohol he and again asked him how many drinks he consumed, the, the police report quoted him as answering, I'm not really sure I've been drinking since noon. Oh, I'm sorry, let, let me redo that. I'm not really sure. I've been drinking since noon, and I'm not going to say that I've only had one or two like everyone else does. But the report also states that I know you know who I am. I messed up today. If you guys can cut me a break, I promise I'll never drink again. So he went from going from one drunken cliche to another, you know. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of it all. This is something that wasn't reported on uh, the 59 News. Mm-hmm. Police say that Bessard kept repeating that he was guilty of driving drunk for Saturday's crash, but that he was not drinking, quote, on the day of that other crash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, how many chances does one get if if you're – you know, if it would have been anyone like yourself or myself, we would have been fried at the stake. The city would not have posted our bond, you know, nor paid for our defense. I mean, I guess in a sense, if you got a public defender, they, they kind of did. But we all know how public defenders go. Public you know? defender. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, you know, they, they, they've... It, this is pure arrogance by a uh, 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 civil worker, you know, the thinking that he's above the law because he wears a badge. You know, if if it, if I were to have been, uh, and this is just me speaking for myself, if I were to have been the the families of uh, the uh, the victims that ended up tragically getting killed I, in the first crash. I, you know, I, I I would have taken this thing to court and fried him at the stake. Unfortunately, what they did do is settled out of court, you know, and they 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 can't go after him that way. They can go so after him on the question, but where's the where, where's the accountability? Where where's that public outrage to this? Because to me, these individuals are 
placed on the street to uphold the law. They're not above the law. They're there to uphold the law. And to me, there should be a harsher penalty um, for this officer that is out here. He's supposed to be the one that that makes sure the law of the land is upheld and that people are, you know, um, are adhering to that. And that is very serious, especially when you have pretty much committed murder. Absolutely correct. See what I'm saying? This, yeah. this is not your regular DUI case where he was just caught. And had, you committed murder and you injured people. And then for you to have been able to, I don't care what nobody says, you slipped through the cracks and you got away with what you did. You got away with murder. And for you to go right back out here and and do the same thing again. It just makes me wonder. First of all, you know, you gotta be who. Who is he? I mean, like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it, Jr. Well, it, here, here's the thing. It, here's the thing with these kinds of people. Now, as we all know, I, I'm a firm believer in rehabilitation for addiction. You know, yeah. and alcoholism is re- recognized as an addiction, but. Yeah. I'm also a firm believer that when a job gets to be so stressful that you have to clutch on alcohol or drugs, it's time to step down from that job, you know? Now, this officer is – this is beyond arrogance to think that – because he was trying to get away with it. If he would have got his vehicle free and he would have been able to drive off and made it to his house – he would have. He would. It's not like he would have gotten home and reported. Hey, by the way, I I I damaged some property. You know, this is where it happened. No, he wouldn't have done that. You know, he would have just played it off like nobody ever saw. But you know, whenever you are under the public eye like this, you know, when you're facing what he's facing, you need to be. Especially when you're facing them charges, you need to be squeaky clean and you know i've had friends that yeah that have been nailed for dui once twice three times okay and my my personal best friend when he got busted the second time he had to serve a year house arrest you know he didn't kill anybody now by no means am i justifying drunk driving okay Mm -hmm. I no means am I justifying drunk driving, but he didn't kill anybody. He didn't, you know, he didn't wreck, you know. It, but it just happens to be that they caught him before he got to his house. Okay, it was his fault. He paid his crime. You know, he paid. He paid his debt to society under them pretenses. But the thing is, is David Bassard, unless they go after him. And, and combine this charge with that charge, you know, and show a habitual offender uh, style with him, he he's going to walk, you know, just because the cop. And don't get me wrong, I love our police officers, okay? They have a job and, in my opinion, are way underpaid, okay? But the thing is, is if you're going to uphold the law, you need to be held even that much more accountable if you're an officer of the law. 
You see what I'm saying? Because he can't claim the ignorance thing. Oh, I only had one or two. You can't do that, you know? You know, accept your penalty and go on. But quit trying to play it off. Especially, the thing that irritated me the most on that was was that last comment I mentioned. But I I was not drinking on the day of that other crash. You know, I mean... It, it, that that is just pure arrogance. You know, that's what that is. It's just pure arrogance. This guy here, you know, referring to the tragedy that he caused as that yeah. other crash. As if it was just a fender bender. You know, I'm sorry, man. I'm 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 going on a bit of a rant here, but it does get to me. Yeah. And, and and my thing is, it's like, um, you know, you said, but we never know in these situations how it's going to end up. It's a wild card. You don't know if you're going to hit something else, just hit property. You don't know if you're going to hit an uh, individual. You just, you just don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, and the thing about that, that, it is, that, it's like, you know. What if he had murdered someone else? Do you exactly. realize what if, how something this would have changed? The street? Excuse me? You know? What if it would have been a kid running across the street chasing his basketball or whatever, you know? And then the thing about it, this was in broad, this, this is what's so crazy. His blood alcohol content was, this wasn't, this was like in broad day, like this was like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it could have been anybody else. It's not like it's late at night when it's not a lot of time. This could have been somebody's child. This could have been. And my, and my thing is, to start out there early in the morning and to have a blood yep. um, content of that high, that that is that is true alcoholism. Absolutely. Them, you know, he should have never been allowed, especially as an officer, to, I mean, it should have been something. I don't know. I just felt that you know, he, he really, he, he, he felt the crack. Really did. He's currently suspended from being a police officer, but they should have gone a step further and suspended his license until after the trial. You know? Yeah. And maybe this could have been avoided, or hell, maybe he would have driven without a license to show that he's not much above the law, you know? Now, there, there's an unwritten rule within the police department that we look out for our own, you know. Mm-hmm. Same unwritten rule happens within the military. You know, we look out for our own. We always do. But there are fine lines that never need to be crossed. You know, it's like I said, I got friends from many different walks of life. I got friends that are still addicted, unfortunately, to, you know, certain drugs and alcoholic friends and this and that. But the thing is, is, you know, when I was – when I was going through, I, I don't know if you knew this, I, back around 2007, I was interviewing to become part of the IPD. Oh, and wow. during the interview process, yeah, there's many different things you got to do. And during the interview process, one question that was asked to me was if I had friends that did that. And I said, of course I do. And they said, well, what would you do when encountered in that area? And I told them, I said, look, this is how I would handle that, and I, I let them know that 
you know, my friends would know that I'm now top, to not put me in the position where I would have to enforce the law. In other words, right. if they're doing that, just make sure that I don't, you know, that I'm not part of it, you know? Yeah. Because if I do, then i got to do my job, you know? Yeah. They, they're like cancer, you know? But but that's just the thing. If you're going to be, you know, I wonder in in David Bassard's career, how many people he pulled over for drunk driving and didn't give him a second chance. You exactly. see what I'm saying? And, and immediately just booked him and this and that and got another notch in his belt. And yet he's going out doing the same damn thing that, you know, he pretends to be protecting against. Mm-hmm. And, and and to me, like you said, like this isn't the first issue that they've protected each other on. When we look back a few years ago, dealing with the whole Brandon Johnson case back in 2010, like when that police officer unjustifiably beat that young man to death. I mean, not beat him to death, but damn near to death. Beat like they they tore his face up. Yeah, and to me, this is a 16-year-old child, and to me, we can get into a lot of, we can go a lot of directions with this, but to me, um, you know, it just seemed like the guy that that did that, he got off. He was not held, a, held accountable of his actions, and to me, this is this is this is my thing. If you discipline your child, even if you discipline and leave like a small, and I'm not talking about child abuse. They're ready to lock you up, come and do a full investigation on you, throw you Mm -hmm. under the jail in the whole nine yards. But this officer was allowed to beat this 16-year-old boy, and he was not held accountable for anything whatsoever. And that's why I said these kids better realize and wake up and and, and start taking what they have not for granted. You see what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. I, I think it's a, a sad day when we we like parents cannot discipline their child, but law enforcement can take your child into custody, and ain't no telling what's happening to them when they're in custody. They can be beat, molested, anything else, and nothing's done about that. Yeah, you see what I'm and, saying? And so. Mm-hmm. I see exactly what you're saying, and you're absolutely correct on it. You know, and, and you know, taking it back a ways, and, and once again, this is taking it back a ways. Re- remember back uh, the, the Rodney King thing? Oh yeah, that little thing that that actually it, the one thing that that did do was wake the world up. These things actually happen. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 again. You know, by no means do I justify this in any way, shape, or form. But, it, you know, they, they, most cops are good. They try to do good in the world. It's just that 10% that, and 10% is a very conservative number, by the way. It's that 10% of them that make the good ones look bad, that put the stereotype into the into the ones that are trying to do the right thing, you know? And, again, I I hope... But, but it, I mean, it's, it's just like this. 
put a fear in the community's heart in their minds towards law enforcement, and it makes them, it causes them to view law enforcement as criminals with badges that they can get away with. Literally, they can get away with murder, and and it just leaves a bad taste in the community's mouth. And, and, and I can't say that I blame them, like because to me, when like I like I always say, we don't see no better, you're not gonna do any better. And if you don't see anything different than what you see, you you can't expect people to view them any differently, you know. And 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 like I'm sorry, you know. Um, we have a very, very, uh, when it comes to the culture of IMPD here in Indianapolis, um, it's, it's, it's a very tarnished image. Um, a lot of people don't trust them. Um, and I've heard from several people, and I've seen for myself, when you're the victim and you call in, to, um, you're doing the right thing, you're calling the law enforcement, they'll treat the victims as if they're perpetrators. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. It, and it has to come from both the community and the IMPD side to rectify that community image. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it, it's, it can't be one side or be the other. It has to be both of them coming together, working together to mend that, that tarnished image. And like I said, it's going to have to take the community to stand up and start taking responsibility of their own community. You know what I'm saying? It's not the police. It's not their job to come together. I mean, they, they're there to uphold the law, but in essence, it's going to be, it has to be the community that has to come together and uh, make up their mind that they, they want to band together and create a, a positive environment. You know, ironically, I'm glad you brought that up. Because that leads me to a, a, a different side of things, but it, it's related. And that's, uh, you know, uh, it, like you said, uh, a lot of communities tend to look at the police department as corrupt, you know, because of the way they treat victims, you know, especially rape victims and what so. Now, mm-hmm. it, this the reason I'm bringing this up, this happens a lot in countries all around the world where – you know, uh, uh, immigrants that end up moving into the United States don't trust the police because of the corruption that they went through in their countries. Maybe the police ended up murdering somebody that they knew, or maybe you know they they would they, they like uh, like I'll give you a perfect example in Mexico to become a Mexican federal police officer. All you need is Mexican citizenship, a handgun, and a car. That's it. That's it. Zero background checks. They don't care if you're involved with the mob. They don't care about any of that. Okay? You just need citizenship, a car, and a handgun, and you get badged up. All right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the federalities over there, as they're called, you know, are extremely crooked. I went through a case myself where I was coming back from the nightclubs in Mexico when I was in the Marine Corps. And I was taking my friend and his uh, girl. I was I was taking his girlfriend to her house, and then me and my buddy were going to go back to our base. And you know, we got pulled over. Well, what the federality didn't know is that the chick worked for the federal government in the district where she lived at. Right. Ooh. The federality comes up, and 
He's like, open your trunk, you know, and you know me. I'm fluently bilingual, so I open my trunk. He asks me for my license. I give him my license. He goes, how do you know how to speak such well, well Spanish, but yet you're, you're from Indiana, right? And I told him, I, I'm originally from. And as he sat there looking, he drops a baggie of Coke into my trunk. Ooh. And he's like, what's this? I said, that ain't mine. You dropped that there. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to arrest you unless you got $200. Ooh. You know? And I, I said, I ain't paying shit, and you ain't taking me in, you know? Well, at that time, the chick came out, and she told him who she was. And the guy just kind of, like, dropped it and went driving off. Oh, that's wow. how they. Yeah. That is how they do it out there. So, so let me, within let me my ask you this. Is there, right now, based on what you've seen, is there a sense of, I don't want to say lawlessness, but a sense of corruptment, I mean, corrupt, you know, um, of corrupt behavior and conduct with the um, with law enforcement down in uh, Mexico? Is that just like a small, but... No, that is not a small thing at all, my friend. That is not a thing at all, my friend. Whenever you live in them countries, you're either with the drug cartels or against them. And if you're against them, odds are you're going to be murdered very quickly. I've heard that they've, so, ran, they've ran out the, 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 I mean, the drug cartels have ran out the police there. Like, they're, they they just have taken full range, and it's just a free-for-all down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the uh, Wild Wild West. They, uh... What they do is, like, and that's why in them countries, no one really wants to run for political office. No one wants to be a governor or a mayor because odds are if they go against cartels, they'll be, them and their families will be assassinated. Not that long ago, there was a story out that I read on one of the international websites. I, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was a brand-new uh, governor. He used to be a prosecutor. Right, I mean, he had been in office maybe seven days, and he 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 was getting escorted and all, going to to going to his office that morning when he woke up, and they came on a barricade, and he got his vehicle was shot up with well over eight hundred rounds. His driver Ooh, himself, eight hundred rounds, yeah, over eight hundred rounds. And they never arrested anybody for it. Why not? Because everyone's in on it. Because here's the thing that happens. If you got someone investigating, like this governor was who was a prosecutor, okay? He's investigating the police departments to find out who's crooked, who's not. Eventually that's going to lead back to drug cartels, okay? The police department does not want to lose that extra money, it's not, I mean, an IMPD officer here in Indianapolis starts out at $54,000 a year, okay? A federally or a local police officer in Mexico starts out at less than $10,000 a year, okay? So, if you're getting literally double the money by allowing a few things to happen, turning the other cheek, you know, if your kid's going to a better school because you're taking this kind of money, they're going to turn the other cheek. The last thing that they want is for someone to be prying into where all this is coming from. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's 
it, it happens all around the world. And unfortunately, with certain of our officers, it has it, things like that have happened out here. There was uh, back in '09 uh, or '08. It was. I was living in Heartland Crossing in Candy. Within six months of me moving out, there was a huge story, and I cannot remember the IMPD cop's you know name, but he was busted for having a meth lab and growing weed in his house. Ooh. And what what it was, how they caught on to him, was he was living way above his means. Mm. Yep. But he made with the police department. Wow. Yeah, you, know, you got a guy making fifty some thousand dollars a year, and all of a sudden he's driving around a brand new Escalade, you know, and has got two hundred fifty thousand dollar home, mm. you know, and, and the math ain't adding up. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. get look. So yeah, they they I, I, it was literally four blocks from my house where this happened. Wow! But the the cop he thought he was above the law. Now, I haven't heard anything new on it. I'm sure he's already gone to jail and all that. He, from what I remember, he did he did end up being found guilty, and but I ain't heard nothing new on it, like uh, what his sentence was or what so. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Jr. Have you heard, and, I, and I've heard of this happening, um, not necessarily with IMPD, but, um, I mean, it could happen anywhere, but... I've heard of many, um, like you said, like I don't want to say illegal. I don't know. Some of them may be illegal um, immigrants that have had run-ins with the law, and where they threaten them by taking their money. They they rob the um, they rob them and threaten them because you know, they know a lot of, especially a lot of the um, Mexican immigrants. They carry cash, and they yeah. harass them and they take money from them in exchange for them not um, locking them up or having them deported or whatever. Have you heard of that? Uh, I definitely have heard of that. I've heard of stuff like that happening in cities such as Chicago, Illinois, New York City, you know, some of the bigger metropolises. But what ended up shocking me with that was actually there was a police officer in uh, the little small town in southern Indiana where I used to live at that has recently done that with an El Salvadorian immigrant. Now, he's here legally. He's got his papers. But, he, you know, he was threatening to go ahead and investigate him and his whole family and this and that and, you know, ended up serving him with a uh, driving under the influence charge when the guy hadn't been drinking because he told him it's either now, this yeah, or something. Yeah, that's messing with people's civil rights at that point because not only this person is a legitimate citizen, but you are pretty much infringing upon their their their, their basic rights and their civil rights, and you are harassing them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and that you is, know that is serious grounds to. And you know it, what I'm it, saying? It, it, it's like I said, most cops are good. You know, most police officers are out there to do the right thing, and you know they're they're good. They they've got a job that, you know, with the exception of my military service, I couldn't even imagine the pressure that they go through at times, especially now in today's society where where any little thing that happens, 
you know, it, it, just a couple of weeks ago here in Indianapolis, there was an officer that did a traffic stop and ended up getting shot to death, you know. Mm-hmm. It happened about three weeks ago here in Indianapolis. And, you know, when he approached the car, he, he, he got hit at point-blank range, you know. And, it, you know, unfortunately, it's it, it, they can't come out drawing their guns and this and that. And I say that unfortunately because of these tragedies like this when it's unexpected, you know. Maybe this guy was a great cop, you know. We, we don't we, – I'm not going to bash on any any police officer whatsoever except David Bassard right now. But the the thing is, is, you know, it, any little thing that they do is going to be micromanaged in today's society, which is something that it, it was a good thing when it was brought up because it was it, that was initially brought up right after the whole uh, Rodney King trial where they started micromanaging the police officers every time they draw the gun, every time a round gets fired, they got to get investigated and this and that, make sure everything's legit or else they're facing charges, you know? And, again, it was a good thing when it first came out, but unfortunately now they're so micromanaged that a lot of good ones are, you know, tragically getting killed while on the duty. Is they're afraid to pull out a gun if they suspect a drug, you know, uh, that they pulled over someone for, let's say they pulled, I think this, this guy got pulled over for a broken taillight, you know? Wow. And the officer just approached and bam, right there. You know, they, it, it, it it's unfortunate on both sides. But on, uh, with this whole David Bassard thing, that's just pure arrogance and uh, 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 negligence of the law on his part, especially being an officer of the law, he knows what it is. But I think it's, 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 it's negative PR for IMPD as it, as it relates to the public. Absolutely. Because to me, instead of covering up for the heat, they should have made an example. Absolutely. They, they should have let him be inside that jail cell. You know, he should still be in there to face a bond hearing. And I'm sorry, that bond should have been set a hell of a lot higher than $25,000. You know, like I said at the beginning, if it would have been any normal Joe getting pulled over for a second. Oh, you wouldn't have had a bond. It wouldn't have been a bond. No. You know, absolutely not. And then they had the nerve to waste resources on giving him legal aid. You know what? Anybody else, either you take the public defender or you go get your own lawyer. Yeah. That's absolutely uh, absolutely true there. You know, he's literally, because, you know, they're not going to go out and buy, you know, the cheapest defender they can find. No, 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 no. They're going to go on ahead and... uh, Find the Robert Shapiro of Indianapolis, so he can pull, hey, or Johnny Cochran of Indianapolis. If the glove don't, if the breathalyzer don't fit, you must acquit. You know, <laughs> they're, they're gonna check, micromanage every last detail of that DUI stop. You know, well, he, you know, maybe there was a rut on the road and he lost control. It wasn't because he was drinking. You know, they're gonna find some way to spin it, but. 
facts are facts. The guy tested a .17. That's double the legal limit in the state of Indiana. You know, he should not have been on that road whatsoever. And if he was, it should have been with a cab driver in front saying, we're too Mac, you know, not, not him driving. There's no yeah. excuse for him to be driving under the influence. You know, what? Why could he's concerned about his wife? Why didn't he call his wife to call, come over and pick him up? You yeah, know? That's true. He had that. Yeah, maybe a neighbor, maybe a friend. I'm sure he still talks to people in the IPD, you know? Maybe he's got a buddy that would have been, oh, yeah, I'll be by there to pick you up, you know? No. And, and my thing, took, this is in the broad daylight. This is 2.30 in the afternoon. Absolutely. He took the, on himself. He made the choice to get behind the wheel after he had been drinking. Maybe he lost a bet. Maybe he was watching the NASCAR race at a bar, you know? Regardless of how it happened, he made the choice to get behind the wheel of that car. And like us, he should face the exact same penalties, you know? And now he's not, you know? The the city damn sure wouldn't bail me out. The state damn sure wouldn't bail me out. They wouldn't bail you out. You know, it, it 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 it's it's a double standard that needs to end. I just, to me, I just, I I want to see where's the outrage. I mean, to me, there should be people speaking out against this. There should people be people. There should have been people when it first happened. Absolutely. And like you said, that's just. I don't know if you you, you may not be a spiritual person, you may not, but you cannot deny the laws of the universe, because that's my law, uh, laws of the universe will mess around and have it to stick a foot up your ass. Absolutely. Because you cannot be out here doing wrong and think that it's not going to come back and get you. Hey, it, it's happened to me. You know, I'm a firm believer in karma. And friggin', you know, oh, my God, I, you call it whoever you want to call it. I, 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 well, I was going out slutting around. Now I got Maury calling me. You're the baby's daddy, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, who does he think he is to be doing this? You know, and the if the prosecutors decide not to go after harsher penalties because they can very easily combine the two cases just to show a habitual offense, you know? If he gets off on either of them, that will truly be an injustice. Now, I know the city settled out of court, but the guy's still got to face criminal charges. This thing does not need any more negative press as far as uh, that – IMPD is concerned. They don't need any more because, like like a few years ago when that stuff happened to Brandon Johnson and all this stuff happened with the first incident, they had to bring Al Sharpton down here. And you know that Al Sharpton is a very nationally acclaimed person, and you just don't want to do that. Well, you know my feelings towards uh, the good Reverend Sharpton. (laughs) 
I may not always agree with what he's got to say more times than not, but that is one time that I will side with him. You know, mm-hmm. that that there was, it, 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 you know, that there was, it, it, the part that shocks me the most on both accounts was the city's, uh, how, how easily the city was willing to look the other way. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember this. This happened about two years ago here in Indianapolis. There was a story that kind of got swept under the rug as quickly as it came up. There was a state uh, a state representative. He was about 70 years old. I cannot remember his name to save my life. You can easily Google it and find it. But there was a state representative here in Indianapolis who got nailed for uh, 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 proposing uh, uh, what he thought was a minor for sexual encounters mm. by an undercover cop. And they arrested him at the Marriott downtown. He was staying at the Marriott under, you know, state funds. He didn't pay for the hotel room. It was under state funds. And he was uh, what, talking to what he thought was a 16-year-old boy. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And it turned out to be an undercover cop. And when they came, they came and arrested him. Now, I cannot remember for the life of me what his name was. But, again, these are things that happen, get swept under the rug, and you never hear about them again. Yep. So. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this guy's going to fry at the stake. And now I, I I ain't heard nothing about it since the day he got arrested. Me neither. Like you said, it comes from those things like, they're going to look out for each other, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of them have inner dealings or inner workings with, with the local media. Because the media mm-hmm. today, in my opinion, is just sold out. They're Absolutely. sold out, and they're bought, bought out by politicians, politicians, law enforcement, and everybody else. Absolutely correct. These people are... They forget that they are elected officials. They forget they are here to serve the communities and in the districts that they are representing. And you know, they, they really, in a in a weird sense, it's also people's fault because they have forgotten this. They think we've we've gone into a society of what can this country, uh, what can you do for this country, do what can this country do for me. Mm-hmm. And people turn blind eye because they may be getting a free cell phone, or they, their their food stamps may have gone up by fifty bucks, or you know they they get reduced uh, rent. You know what I'm saying? And it, they'll keep electing these scumbags who then keep hiring other scumbags to cover for them. You see, we gonna we gonna do it, and that's one thing we gonna talk about these topics on upcoming shows, but especially with your show, like, you know, to me, I, I really think, and like we mentioned on the last broadcast that we did about, there is no accountability when it comes to people electing these individuals into office and they're not being held to what they promise to people. Yep, yep, and, yep. And, and, you know, because you, you're so used to how your grandmama or your grandpappy 
voted, you you want to vote that way. That's right. People, there's a lot yeah, of people that. voting out of ignorance. It, oh God, I could not have said that any better. <laughs> and, and they do, you know. They there's family ties in the way that they vote, you know. Uh, whether it's straight line Republican, state straight line Democrat, you should never, ever, not once, be voting either way like that. It, it, you should actually study. You know, it, it, we live in an era where information changes at the blink of an eye. You can find anything on anyone. The very it's last president is readily accessible. Yes, absolutely. And the last election, I. I how I've always voted I've actually gone out and done my own research And studied what these people voted for Voted against And that yeah. is how, that's how I voted You know was Whether they did good Or you know way the good against the bad But You got people out there Who vote straight line And that's a very very dangerous Thing to do They don't even take the time to look they're like, well, my dad always voted Democrat, I'm voting Democrat. Or my mom always voted Republican, I'm voting Republican. You know? Must, that, that's like blind. To me, I don't know if you would agree, is that like blind voting? You might as well, you'd be better off just just taking a ballot and just closing your eyes and just pointing to a candidate and then filling in the, in the blank. Is that blind I voting? I, it absolutely is. You'd have just as much luck at throwing a dart at a dart board, and that's who you're voting for. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's people that do that during NCAA tournament to pick who's going to win. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> do it for who they vote. I and mean, how much more valuable <laughs> is it? I mean, and, and you and you know what? We laughing about that, but that's that's what they're doing. Yeah. They, they, you, 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 you're talking about your fate, the fate of your community in your city and state, and you are treating it no, no, any different than, like you said, the NCAA bracket. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really blows my mind how people vote in a sense of ignorance. You know, whether it's for the president or even as local as maybe an alderman. You know, I think people do it more so locally. I think, honestly, the people get so caught up in the national um, elections that they don't even. And I've been, I've been guilty of it too. I ain't gonna lie, but people get so caught up on what's happening nationally, they don't pay attention to what's happening locally. When it has a more direct impact on your day-to-day life. Absolutely, but see, there, there again, ignorance comes in many different forms, and. There's a big difference between misinformation and disinformation, okay? Misinformation is trying to purposely, or, you know, put something out there, and it's not necessarily 100% correct. It might have not been on purpose. It's just what they knew at the time, okay? Disinformation is purposely going ahead and saying, you know what, but like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and use this as an example. Okay, you know what? Uh, Obama's a Muslim. He he's this, he's that. You know, when there's no proof of it. You see what I'm saying? But you're doing it because people believe it at that time. Okay, and what's going on is people don't understand, don't don't have, and this falls 
the guilt on this falls to our school systems because people don't get a general understanding of how government works. All governments from the presidency on down work from our tax dollars, okay? So, again, thus making them our employees, okay? What happens is if they, you know, they keep going in there and they try to pass these bills, and in order to pass a bill, they got to get X amount of votes. Well, they go on to another representative, and they're like, all right, look, man, I'm trying to pass this bill. Will you vote yes for us? And the, the bill, again, I've used this example on your show before. The bill may be for, you know, uh, funding for a state mental ward, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that other congressman will be like, well, what are you going to do for me? Well, what do you want? Well, I, I need this for my district. Well, they slide that in. So all of a sudden, a bill that should be no more than two, page, or two to ten pages long turns out to be 800 pages, and nobody knows what's all in it. Yeah. But people just, you know, people put way too much trust in the government. And I, I'm, look, I, I, I'm a firm believer we live in the greatest country in the world. I served my time in the Marine Corps, and, you know, I will defend this country till the day I die with every ounce of strength that I have, all right? But stop it, people. Well, let us not be naive either. Exactly. Stop it. Let, let, you know, it, you have no idea. If you ain't been out around the world, you have no idea how good you have it here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does not matter if it's Obama in charge or Bush in charge. You still have it 50 to 100 times better than in any other country in the world. You know, it, there's countries in the world that I know of where, you know, you you can be assassinated legally by the end of that night for speaking out against the government. You know? There's there's countries out there where if you look at a woman wrong, you can be assassinated. There's countries out there. There's countries out there where a woman has got zero rights. Their dogs have got more rights than the women do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and it's a lot bigger than what people assume. You know, but but people only know the comforts that they're spoiled with in this country, you know? And the reason I'm saying spoiled with is because they know no difference, okay? And they're they're used to having the freedom of speech. Hey, I love having freedom of speech. I love being in a country where I can speak my mind about whatever topic, whether it be my Cubs sucked this year to, you know what, friggin' President Obama really blew this. It ain't got to worry about some freaking mobster coming to my house pulling pulling a hundred rounds into my house, you know? Mm-hmm. Waking up in the morning, getting in my car, turn my car on, and a bomb goes off. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that, and I'm thankful for that, you know? But the worst thing that anybody in this country can do is give up those the very rights that we're giving to them. You know, the things... That And it wasn't always that way. We all know that. 
You know, it wasn't always that way. It, 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 the Bill of Rights was originally written for white people, okay? But what by you letting go of your civil rights, by you letting go of all these freedoms that you have, because you may get more in your welfare, what you're doing is putting the works of such as uh, Martin Luther King or, you know, and I... In the Hispanic community, uh, friggin' uh, oh my God, why God did is. I forget? It? No, 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 God no, uh, no, what? no, they, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the guy, Luis Munoz Marin. Oh, who, who, yeah. Luis Munoz Marin was, uh, he, he was uh, representative of Puerto Rico. That when Puerto Rico was an American colony, sought to make it a commonwealth. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, and that's how we got our rights. Okay, but you're you're taking you're on the Puerto Rican people, side. Yeah, you're you're taking these people's work and make just making it all for nothing. Just their work has gone in vain. You know, mm-hmm. these are people who gave their lives for what they believe, for the freedoms that this country offered to be available. To those people they represented right. And it's just Given away So people like David Bassard Can walk around Higher and almighty And do things like he does But you yourself cannot get away with it Yeah So what do you think What do you In your opinion What do you want people to take away from this At the end of the day What do you think uh, what 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 should people take away from this story? It, the main thing is that nobody is above the law. The laws are written for a certain reason, and there are options. What people have to understand, whether it's addiction or whether alcoholism or just going out drinking, is you always have a choice. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a little thing, there's a little ad out there that states, hey, I saw it on a billboard I got, uh, right there you know, on uh, 38th Street, and I saw it on 16th Street as well, where mm-hmm. it shows a guy being pulled over the cops going in a breathalyzer that states you just blew $10,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it, you lost your license, you know, all the legal representation, all that. It's going to cost you around all that total for that bloke and then no breathalyzer drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, you always have a choice. You know, at best case scenario, you end up getting home safely. Middle of the road, you get pulled over for a DUI. Worst case scenario, you get in an accident and kill somebody. If not yourself. Yeah. You know? I've gone out and had drinks, but I always have a way to get home. Mm-hmm. You know? Your choices, your freedoms that you have in this country is the one thing you have absolute control over. Mm-hmm. You have absolute control over the decisions you make in your life. Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen, if this city starts freaking you know, looking the other way towards this second thing, or even the first thing with Bessart. There, there there needs to be more outrage. I, I 
don't see yeah. it. I don't yeah. see it. It, it. It's blowing my mind on this. But see, this, Again, this is the kind of city. This is the kind of city we live in. Like people don't stand up. They're not like the the LA's where they had the riots in the bigger cities like Chicago and New York. People just idly sit that sit back and let things happen. And it's just more of a liberal city and a more liberal, I mean more conservative city and a more conservative state. It's always been like that. And but even at that, even at that, mm-hmm. even at that though, they, they're, they're, it does not matter whether it's conservative or liberal. What matters is that people need to let their outrage be known. There's a way to do everything. You know, there there really is a way. My dad used to always tell me, "Watch how you word things, because you got absolute control over that." Now. Whether it's me saying, you know, like let's say I say, you know what, I'm so outraged by this, I'm going to go demonstrate or send an angry letter. Or if I say, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this, I'm taking the law into my own hands, which by no means am I saying, you know, these are all choices. And people need to express that freedom of speech that they have, you know. If they're angry about something, hey, so be it. Right now, the Indiana state government's trying to pass a bill that I totally agree with, where they should be drug testing welfare recipients, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, there's people that don't agree with it. All right, well, let it be known. It's public information. Your congressmen and your senators have got phone numbers you can call where you can express your opinion. And normally, depending on which way, you know, their constituents feel, well, it will, you know, bend the boat one way or the other. Mm-hmm. For, for, you know, when uh, Governor Daniels was trying to pass the Right to Work Act in this state, I don't agree with Right to Work at all. You know, Right, right to Work is like passing, you know, it, it's, say, it's basically saying if you go to work at a union company, you don't you don't have to pay union dues if you don't want to. You don't have to join the union. Well, that's like saying, you know, I'm going to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and order a Big Mac. <laughs> you know, it, it, you want chicken, you want a Big Mac. Well, then go to McDonald's. There's plenty of other companies that are non-union, you know. Go get a job there. But no, you want, to come to a company, you want to come to a company that is union, but you don't want to pay the dues like everyone else. That makes no sense whatsoever. That's a whole other show within itself, right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my! I tell, I tell I you right. what, they. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just um, wanting to let people know that if they still have something to um, add to the discussion, they can call in at area code six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. Or if you would like, um, you could um, send us an instant message via Yahoo Messenger. And I'm going to give you the um, screen name to send it to. It's spelled T-H-E-U-R-B-A-N underscore. uh, Hold on. Let me do that again. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. T-H-E-U-R-B-A-N. 
W-I-R-E underscore Indy, and that's spelled I-N-D-Y. Um, send us your questions. Send, send us your comments if you would like. Um, we still have 40 minutes left of the show. And um, so I'm breaking up a little bit. Um, I'm going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to, because um, we We've spent a, a long time over on this story, but I want to really get to this story, um, and I know this is a story that's uh, near and dear to you, um, and it kind of yeah. hits home to you especially, um, dealing with a shooting that took place um, about a week ago at a local Denny's on the northwest side of um, Indianapolis. And um, we're going to get into the details of that, um, and... I didn't know if you had anything that you wanted to, you know, add before we went to a quick break. It's not going to be a long break. I just want to try like 30 times. I just want to break this up. The only thing I want to add is uh, be be on the lookout for my show when it gets going off. The name of the show will be 3XR. Well, it's going to be an absolute free speech forum, and uh, we're going to be discussing all these general topics from politics to religion. We're going to tackle all the hard stuff that nobody wants to uh, really talk about. And we're going to talk it from a unbiased, middle-of-the-road point of view. Either way it goes, it's going to be a point-counterpoint. Just, you know, feel free to call in at my show and uh, express your opinions. And what are you what are you hoping to uh, – you said to pretty much you're looking to uh, – Discuss the issues that people aren't willing to discuss. And um, can you explain to us about the format of the show? Because I know you mentioned like the entire um, free speech thing. So what are you, so what are you trying to? How are you looking to market the show? And, and how do you want the public to know um, how they can? You know, what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, what? How are you marketing the show as far as the free speech? What What does that mean to you? Well, you know, uh, free speech is one of the, I'm a firm believer that free speech is one of the greatest freedoms we have in this country. And you got, as I've pointed out to you in the past, you, most people agree on 95% of the issues. If you bring an issue without putting a political party into it whatsoever, most people will agree. The second that you put the political party into it, then that's where people start disbanding and go going to other directions. And I, I want people to understand that although it's a free speech forum, all all comments will be welcome. They, 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 you know, I want them to get a feel for how good it is to have this freedom of speech. You know, there, there's many things going on. People. People think that just, you know, like, I'll give you an example. People think that just because you're in the military, you're pro-war, and it's not, it's not true. But most military service members hope they never have to fire around, you know, in a warlike situation. Unfortunately, it does happen, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I want to get people to get a basic understanding and, and teach them how good they really do have it here as opposed to other places. And, you know, Let me this, tell you this, this, just because you got the freedom of speech don't mean it's always a good idea to exercise. Because, Absolutely. I mean, you may have that option, but be smart about it. 
You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, just because you have, and, and like I was talking to Michael about it last night, especially with the Westboro Baptist Church, I said, okay, you may have the freedom to do that, but I have the freedom to um, but just realize there's consequences behind everything. So if you're not ready to stand up for what you believe in, then don't exercise that 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 right. And, and, like, and I'll, here's, I'll use this here's, a, here's a little teaser. Here's a little teaser. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 okay, go ahead. Just because somebody you you may be diabetic, and if somebody may offer you a damn um a damn um double fudge like you know Oreo stuff. Cheesecake. Now you may have. They may give you the right, or give you the option to partake. But if you know your sugar is nine hundred over nine hundred, and you partake in that, then be ready to face the consequences behind your right of partaking in that dessert. See what I'm saying? So those uh, people have the right. Absolutely. People need to get get it realized because you got a right. Don't mean that you can abuse it. Absolutely, there, there, and that—that's what people need to understand. You know, it—you it, uh, got the right, but there's a fine line between utilizing the right and abusing the right. Because you, know, you may it, have freedom of voice. You're inciting. Like, okay, that doesn't mean you want to in a in a movie theater and yell fire, and there's no fire. Absolutely. It, but I, I'm glad you brought up our good friends at the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm still trying to get in touch with them. I've left messages to uh, for them to come be welcome on the show. I'm waiting on a reply so we can set something up. But uh, I'm I'm hoping to get in touch with them and. You know, maybe, you know, those that don't know who the Westboro Baptist Church is could get an understanding of their religious beliefs. And feel free to call the call, the call the show when I do have them on and, you know, comment to them what your opinions are. Yeah. Thus practicing your freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Just like they practice the freedom of speech of talking shit, I want y'all to call up and talk shit, too. But we got to be more classy about it. Absolutely. We just let him tell their ass. So, yeah, I just want to go uh, break this up. I'm gonna, it's probably about 30 seconds. You're going to play the Urban Wire intro. And when we come back, we will get into our next story involving the shooting that took place at um, Denny's on the north, northwest side of Indianapolis when we return from our short break. Right, what are you waiting on? Join us on the Urban Wire weekly at blogtalkradio.com slash UCOFW. Brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Check us out on youtube.com slash UCOFW for current um, interviews and excerpts of our show. And also check us out on Facebook 
join our group page for updates to the show, forums, articles, and so much more. Once again, you are listening to The Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers. We're back. Also, want to um, let you guys know: um, be on the lookout, as Jr. just mentioned, um, for for our new show that's coming to the UCOFW network entitled 3XR: Race, Religion, and Reality, where you, the listener, will make the show by calling in and engaging in our free speech format, and um, and pretty much. We want to hear from you, the community. How do you feel? You know, um, let us know how you feel as we discuss these controversial topics. We want to know where you stand. So be on the lookout for that this summer coming up, late spring, early summer. Also, I want you guys to be on the lookout for a documentary or interview that we're going to be having, um, controversial interview that we're going to be having, um, and it's going to be entitled Coming Out in Faith, and that's going to be coming out this summer as well. Um, we're going to be going inside a controversial um, and unspoken, well, I'm not going to say it's unspoken, but from this point of view, it's, it's not really spoken on, um, about people that are religious or that, that, that are um, believers of the faith, and they are wrestling with coming out of the closet. And we're going to be discussing with um, ours truly, uh, Michael Snyder. He's going to go into his personal story and tell us how he came out and he was able to maintain some type of dignity and respect without having to fall victim of um, a lot of things that could have drove him in a negative direction. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we got a lot of good things that are coming up this summer, a lot of good projects. we got a lot of good interviews. I'm really looking forward to JR's show. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, so I didn't know if you were ready to jump into the story. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. Um, we're going to go back to um, – that was another article I wanted to read um, uh dealing with the victims of the bizarre case. But we're going to get to that later on if we have time. Um, if not, I'll probably just save this for my show tomorrow. But um, I want to talk to you guys about this shooting that took place at Denny's. And um, the title of this article is Army Veterans Shot, Killed at Denny's. A friend recalls tackling a suspect, the suspect after the shooting. This was um, published Sunday, um, April 21st, um, around 9.30 p.m., so let's jump into it. All right. A man died early Saturday morning after a shooting at Denny on the northwest side of Indianapolis, according to the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department officials. The 
The victim has been identified as 46-year-old Mario Wilson. Wilson was a retired 22-year veteran of the United States Army. Wilson's friend was one was the one who tackled and held on to the suspect until police arrived. Quote, as soon as I heard the shots, I ran out the door, and I saw Mario and the guys together. I grabbed the guy and took him to the ground, unquote, said Carl Smith. Police responded to Denny's, located on 8808 North Michigan Road around 545 a.m. to report to the report of a person shot. Officers say Wilson was unable, was inside of the restaurant with friends when a verbal disagreement began with the suspect, 26-year-old Leonard Bond. Officers say that Bond left the restaurant and attempted to get Wilson to come outside by banging on the window where Wilson was sitting. Bond began walking back into Denny's, um, walking back into Denny's, and Wilson met him at the door, where he was shot by Bond, according to a release. Smith says that he had only known Mario Wilson for a year or so, but the two became close and treated each other like family. It was like a strong bond, a friendship that propelled Smith towards the gunfire instead of searching for safety. Quote, I knew my friend was out there, and I would have done the same, and he would have done the same for me. Everyone asked me if why did I go out there. It's because I love my friend. I knew I put myself in jeopardy. It is what it is. If I hadn't gone out there, he might have gotten away, and I would have felt bad, said Smith. Smith says that Wilson loved to watch sports, especially the Chicago Bears. He says that he has no idea what set the gunman off. All right, and that was brought to you by um, the courtesy of which TV8.com. So where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I, I, I'd like to start by giving a little background on First Sergeant uh, Wilson here. Uh and for those of you who don't know that didn't serve in the armed forces, uh, First Sergeant Wilson was a 22-year veteran of the United States Army. He, uh, In order to get the rank of First Sergeant, you've got to be in the front lines. You've got to be a member of the infantry or such groups. You, otherwise, you get the rank of a Master Sergeant when it comes to a technical job. So here we have a man that uh, literally uh, it has fought in the front lines during Iraq and Afghanistan, just retired to enjoy the rest of his life. Now, you know, I have got here an article from RTV6. This is the latest update on Bonn, uh, which is five days ago. Uh, a man charged with shooting and killing Another man at an Indianapolis dentist restaurant has pleaded not guilty. Leonard Bond, 26, is charged with a murder in the shooting death of Mario Wilson at the restaurant 8808 North Michigan Road just before 6 a.m. Witnesses say the men who were with separate groups got into an argument inside Denny's 
when Bond began, began to cause a scene. After Wilson tried to defuse the situation, Bond left but began banging on the window, telling Wilson to come outside. When Bond started to come outside, Wilson met him at the door and opened fire, shooting Wilson three times. Um, you know, it, I, 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 it, it blows me away how much of a lack of human li- uh, lack of respect for human life there is in, around the world today. You know, especially in today's uh, culture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this guy, he, uh, Bond, he, you know, he, he he shot to death uh, a retired member of the military who just tried to calm him down. You know, it's all he did, tried to calm him down. And because oh. of that, he, for whatever reason, whether he felt disrespect or he felt he was going to be enough of a tough guy, to go get his gun and put three bullets in the guy. You know, it's it's a shame, people, that these things are happening. It's an even bigger shame that this is just a story that recently happened, but how many stories like this go unsaid? You know? And this, to me, this story hasn't gained the proper coverage that it deserves. And to me, it's very sad because you spend all these years um, fighting for a country that you believe in, in. You believe in the concepts of the country. You believe in everything that it stands for. And, you know, you put yourself in harm's way. You come home and you, you weren't taken out overseas where, but you were taken out in the homeland that you you tried to fight for and you stood out for it. Absolutely. No respect, yeah. no regard to anything. And and you know, I, I don't, you know, on, on things like this, uh, they, there's many different ways to go about it. But on things like this, people need to realize, you know, it, it's a human life. Uh, you're not just affecting the person that that got killed. You're affecting their family, their children, their wives. You know, they. Their moms, sisters, and brothers. You know, there's a lot of maybe maybe the guy was a very charitable person, took part in charity. You know, whatever the reason, you know, so, something like this where this this gentleman Mario Wilson, the first sergeant, tried to go on ahead and defuse the situation. You know, and paid for it with his own life. That that's just ridiculous. You know. It, this should have never gotten to that point, you know. Absolutely never. not. Mm. But like, I got like, another. I mean, this just leads to like, like you said, you made a good point, Jr. Like, there is such a lack of respect for him. Like, we just look at it as just something that that's just it's just like a disposable. It's like like it's disposable. It doesn't mean anything. Like you can just throw it away, and there's nothing to it. Like you know, this, like you said, this, there's no respect for the families. There's no respect for the community. You don't know. I mean, it's just like wow. When you look at human life, it's just priceless. 
And yeah. that, that's somebody's soul. That's somebody's spirit. That's somebody. That's somebody's existence that has been snatched away from the universe because of a lot of times something that that's not even. I don't know. It's just like we we have very res- little respect on human life, and I think it's the culture that we live in today. Um, like we just, you know, uh, we we become so desensitized to violence. We become um, immune to it, like it's nothing. Like, like you know, like even when we hear about people getting killed, it's just like, you know, it's it's like we became so numb to it. It's just like, okay, oh well, it's just another story. You know, somebody well, you else know. lost their life. It's it's another statistic. You know, we don't look at it like. Wow, this is another spirit, another soul. This is a, this is absolutely another another piece of God. You know what I'm saying? Like we we are made in His image, and, and it's just like we we don't even look at it like that. We you know, so it's just saying, especially when you're dealing with someone that has fought for this country and has stood up, and and, and you know has taken on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something that most people aren't even courageous enough to do, like, a, you know, a calling that most people aren't even courageous to take on. Absolutely. And, you know, here we have a gentleman in, uh, Mr. First Sergeant Wilson that made a career out of this that, uh, like I said, literally was in the front lines. I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The rank yeah. itself tells that, you know. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, it, you know, it, it, if I may, I, I do have uh, something on them. Uh, Go ahead. It, and all right, uh, this is from our TV six on the twenty six. Uh, on the twenty six, this was posted. Uh, fellow veterans, city leaders, and city leaders, and local pastors came together Thursday to honor the life of a soldier killed in an outside shooting in an Indianapolis restaurant. Mario Wilson, forty six. A retired 22-year Army veteran was gunned down outside Denny's Restaurant at uh, 8808 North Michigan Road just before 6 a.m. Saturday, after he tried to calm a man down who was causing a scene, Leonard Bond is accused of uh, leaving the restaurant, returning with a handgun, and shooting Wilson when he came outside. At Thursday's memorial, his fellow veterans and friends said it's unfortunate Wilson survived the battlefield but was a victim of violence at home. Mm. And, quote, somehow or another, it just happens that way that a soldier comes back from home from serving his country and doing the right thing, not bothering anyone, and also just turns out to be the victim, and it is just sad, said retired Staff Sergeant Dwight Anderson. Bond has pleaded not guilty to, to the murder in the case. You know, um, it, it is, we have got every single day 22 veterans per day committing suicide. We have got another percentage of veterans that end up uh, dealing with their post-traumatic stress syndrome because they, they don't know how to handle things like this. You know, and we have got here a guy whose life was taken unjustly 
you know, way too early if you ask me. Um, you know, again, just, just people think before you do anything irrational. There are plenty of groups out there. You know, it, whatever First Sergeant Wilson might have told uh, uh, Leonard Bond, okay, whatever he might have said to him, nothing he could have said to him could have been justifiable for him to lose his life over. Right. You know? That's right. Nothing at all. You know, and it, it was probably something like he felt disrespected. Well, you know what? This first sergeant does not need to respect you. It should be the other way around. He's earned your respect, not the other way around. What have you done to earn his respect? You know, mm-hmm. pat the face of human respect. Okay? Right. Uh, it, it, oh, my God. It, you know, it blows my mind. And it just makes me so damn enraged when things like this happen. Some tough guy hiding behind his gun, you know? Seriously? At a place where he was there with his wife? Seriously? You know? uh, You know, we live in a country where you're uh, innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leonard Bond will have his day in court. But here's the thing: stop glorifying the bad guy. Exactly. Stop glorifying those who hurt. Stop glorifying those people that just because it looks cool, you know. Stop it. Bring common sense back into your life. You know, they, man, I, 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 I'm sorry, bro. It, it, it you know, it, 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 I, I take it. You, you know, you know how personally I take these things when it comes to veterans. You know, and so let me I, ask I, you I this, like, and I know, um, I know this hits close to home. Like, tell me, how does it make you feel, especially with you uh, being a serviceman and you, you know, put your time in. Like, how does it make you feel personally when you see stories like this? Or you see, especially, we can even get into the topic of how do you feel when a lot of these people come come home at the southern country, they don't get the proper respect, they don't get the uh, resources they need to live a, a, a normal, healthy, happy, peaceful life. How does how does that make you feel when you like, especially with you being in the game? Like, how does that make you feel personally? Like, uh, you know, I mean, just just tell us. Can you just go in and just let us know? Like, you just like just letting the public know. How does that make you feel? Well, they, you know, they our, our resources are so underfunded right now towards veterans. It, it's sickening to watch, but. You know, when whenever you have, a, a, you know, you should take care of our veterans before you take care of anybody else. There's no reason. They, if you ask me, there's no such thing as homelessness. Home, home is an abstract, okay? What there is is houselessness. And I'm quoting George Carlin on this, okay? Now, when it, there should never be uh, a veteran 
that has served, you know, his time to come back to nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Vietnam veterans, uh, as tragic as it was, got that kind of treatment where it wasn't, it, unlike now, and I'm I'm great, grateful on this aspect that that changed. But, you know, the Vietnam veterans were coming to protesters and people mistreating them and all, all these things, you know. And at least now there's people out there, you know, sh- shaking these soldiers' hands, buying them drinks, buying them meals, you know, when they see them at airports. You know, it, it's turning around. But within the communities, people, you've got to take care of your own. You know, you have to. If you don't, no one else will. If you go out and commit atrocities like this, it's going to lead to for you to end up losing your rights. And you know what? If you ask me, I'd love to see justice done. If Leonard Bond gets found guilty, I would love to see justice. I wouldn't want him to plead. I don't want him to plead. I want him to fight this. I want to hear what First Sergeant Wilson said to him that was so out there that he found it justifiable to take this man's life. And then what I want to see is him go to prison, and maybe there's a former veteran in there that will take his outrage out on him. (laughs) You know? It's a very close-knit world. We do take care of our own, you know? We really do. I spend countless hours helping out veteran causes every single year, countless. I I go out and I cook dinners at the local legions. I go out and donate money towards veterans' causes, charities that will help out veterans. And that's just me. I'm not saying everyone needs it. That is just me. That is my choice. Freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, they're, 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 like with the bizarre thing, there's not enough of an outcry for things like this happening. You know, there, there's not enough. You got violence in a bad neighborhood, take your neighborhood back. And this is, you know? and we jump in here real quick, yeah. And see, this this is what I'm saying. And you just brought up something, and I had to jump in here real quick. And I didn't mean to cut cut you off because I need on the road. But this is my thing. People are so quick, and this is what I'm saying. We've been talking about some serious stuff this whole show, and we have not got one call. And I and I know people are listening. I, I know for fact people are listening. But my thing is, nobody has anything to say when we're talking about something like this. But we're talking about. Reality, we talking about Atlanta Housewives, we talking about Shapuki and Buki and them who's sleeping with who, and we talking about somebody baby mama drama, then everybody want to call in. See, that's my thing. People's outrage is misguided, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. We Makes care more sense. about some bullshit that don't even affect us. Reality TV, we, we care about who win American Idol. You ain't winning it. And half of y'all can't, most of y'all can't even hold a tune. But you care more about that than something that's going on in your, your community dealing with your life. 
Absolutely. You're dealing with life and death here, and not one of you have has called in. None of you. And it disgusts me. Now, if I was to do a show, like I said, on entertainment, if I was to do a show on all this other bullshit, y'all been calling in right and left. And, and I know and I know my show because I've had it happen. Y'all want to talk about some stuff that's irrelevant, but when we're talking about something, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just putting I'm putting all y'all on blast. I am because there's no accountability, and I'm, I'm holding everybody accountable, and I'm and I'm and I and I am challenging people to stand up. Nobody has called in to discuss this. Nobody has called in to show no outrage or nothing. Hey, can I, I can I can I interrupt you for a minute? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. If you hold a show talking about Christina Aguilera's titties and her weight loss, I'm all over it. <laughs> but oh, in a serious stuff, absolutely. You know, it, there 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 should be. We're talking about local things going on right now. You know, and, and you know, there there no opinions. Are you kidding me? You know, it, come on. I don't know if they're sleeping on us. I don't know what they're doing, but my thing is, I know they're listening because I, you know, I can see when people see the posts, like especially in the group page, who looked on, and I know people have looked at this, you know. So it's just like I don't, people are just listening, but any other time they would have been calling in, like seriously. Yeah, like they, it, it, you know, I mean, people are gonna be talking about American Idol coming up this week. People are talking all this shit about. Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Everybody want to talk about Married to Medicine. Everybody want to talk about Baby Mama drama and, and mm-hmm. who's sleeping with who and who who. But nobody wants to talk about some real stuff. And yeah, they, you, well, you know they, up. We 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 live in what's a numb society nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are more concerned, like you said, about. Who's going to get eliminated from American Idol? It rather than you know talking about the the true thing. The people, the truth is extremely ugly. It, it is really, it's uglier than my former mother-in-law. Oh, you know, yeah, that's pretty damn ugly. But the thing is, people, oh. you gotta face it. Yeah, yeah you gotta right. face it. If you don't face it, and you keep Put, hiding underneath the covers because you're afraid the boogeyman, the truth is coming out. You know what? At some day, when you least expect it, you're going to be faced by that boogeyman of truth. You're going to be the one held at gunpoint at a Denny's. You're going to be the one that ends up getting hit by a drunken police officer. You're going to be the one that gets hit by a drunken driver. I got hit by a drunken driver. You hit us. Don't think that you're immune to it. Express your opinion. Let it be known. It is what it, it is the best thing that we have going. And yet, total silence. Yeah. Which is okay. Hey, I, I, I'll gap. I got what I refer to as the four G's, baby. I got the God, God's given gift of gap. Okay. My four G's. But you know what? Express it. Let it be known. Stand up for something. When you stand up for something, when you stand up for what you believe in, it's a damn great feeling. And nobody can ever take that away from you. 
Nobody. And I think that's a good way to wrap up the show. Um, we have about uh, four minutes. Um, did you have any final thoughts about um, anything that we said? And I, think, I think this is a perfect way to wrap up the show because, you know, um, I'm calling I'm calling you guys out. Um, to me, I think it's I think it's despicable that you know. In jail, you've seen the shows I've had. I've had just countless people call in and one night talking about stuff that's not even relevant. Like you, I've seen that we're talking about something like that is impacting our lives. We're dealing with basically, you know, your freedom and your rights, and, and nobody has nothing to say about that. And I'm not. I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but what I'm saying is. We, hold up, we got we got we got a caller real quick before we um get off the air. Um caller three three one eight nine. Um we have a few minutes left, but did you have something that you want to um add to the discussion tonight? Oh, no, I'm just listening for a minute. Uh, cause I just got in and just got online. Okay. Like, where are you guys we're at? Discussing the whole, um I didn't know if you were aware, but remember that officer David Bassard that was um that was uh, that that was responsible that of killing the motorcyclist back in 2010. Yes, yes. Did you hear about he got caught up in another DUI? No. They <laughs> said, and this is my thing. And this is my thing. What do you mean? And, and wait a minute. <laughs> what are you what are you saying? He yesterday, and, and I'm not talking about this is not late at night. This was in broad daylight. He crashed his vehicle. He had a blood alcohol content of point one seven, right? Now, had he had enough? This is my thing. He was out on. He was already out. Like they suspended him. They didn't fire him from the police department. Now, if that would have been me and you, any other citizen here, we would have been put under jail. Wow. This man. And check this out. Check this out. They said he had the nerve to say, I know you guys know who I am, but um, he's talking about, I'm not going to lie like everybody else and say I only had two drinks, but if you let me go, I promise I'll never do this again. Oh, don't, don't, don't forget. Yeah, the other thing that he said, where he ended up saying, and I quote, per the, officer, per, per the police report, he ended up saying, and this is a quote, Yes, I've been drinking now, but I was not drunk when the other crash happened. Oh, my God. Did they take him to jail? Is he arrested now? And he should oh, yeah, but, be but you know suspended. What? He should be fired. He should be fired. They said that, they said that okay, the bond is set to 25000 now, but if it would have been anybody else, that bond would have been revoked altogether. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. so they said that the police department banded together to pay for his um, legal fees. Now, let me tell you something. If that was me, either your ass is going to, wait a minute, either A, you're going to pay, you're going to use it, get a public defender or AKA a public pretender, or your ass is going to have right. to talk with them yourself and get your own legal aid. Now, you don't say here, exactly. you are, Officer of the law, of the law, and you literally killed somebody. 
So what does that say about what does that say about uh, about our public safety workers, or what does that say about uh, our mayor and our governor? What does that say? Hmm. What does that say? What does it say about that now? Now, what if we he would have killed somebody in broad daylight again? What if he would have killed someone in broad daylight again? This they this happened at who gets that drunk at that early in the day? I need to look at I need well who gets drunk anyway after the first incident? Who who continues to get drunk? Should he have enough? My ass been sitting in the house somewhere. If I would have got on. Yeah. <laughs>
and they're going to try to use it for the case. They're going to look at that stuff being a habitual offender, pretty much. Exactly, and I hope they do. I hope I hope he fries just like any other Joe, and I hope he ends up wow. going to prison and facing the you know very. What? So have, have so have this been on the news yet? This just happened yesterday. But see, my thing is, this should have been all over the news that evening and on there today. This, you see what you see what I'm saying? Yes, it should have been all on the news. Oh, I mean, so, my goodness. So, so do you think that this is – but see, this is like I said, this ain't nothing new. They feel like they can protect each other, just like their whole Brandon Johnson situation, how they protected each other, and that cop got out of there. Yeah. But that's and how they do it. They, they, you know, they, they get their buddies to pull them out, you know, but it, that's how it was many years ago. Before, you know, before true justice started happening, cops, whether they were crooked or not, were all in on the tape. If someone ended up getting nailed, you know, everyone else would wipe it clean for them. Mm-hmm. That's the old school way. But, you know, I mean, at least nowadays, there are people cracking down on that. And, you know, it, it's. It's getting better, but it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about that. Did you hear about that, that shooting that happened at Denny's? Yes. You know, um, one of the janitors at my school said that was his friend. It was senseless. Wow. Yeah. Well, they, I know. They, they said it was senseless. All he did, he, they said the guy was arguing with his girlfriend, and he just said, don't be mistreating a woman like that. And that's what had to escalate it. Oh, wow. Well, see, we're we going to do a further investigation on the show, and we, that's how this one is. I, I don't know if you, you probably missed it, but um, I'm, JR is going to be launching a new show here on my network this summer. And um, one of the, the um, stories we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do an inside um, story on this. And I guess he, he's going to be trying to get in touch with some people, and um, seeing, you know, getting an inside view of what happened. And uh, pretty much, like, it's sad because, like, you go to fight for your country and then you come back and you're faced with this type of disrespect and you lose your life for the country that you, you know what I'm saying, that you were fighting for. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's sickening how that turned out. What you is know, it, 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 but you know what the thing about what about what oh go ahead. Oh you you fine, go ahead. Oh. What was you gonna say? You have to think about oh. what about world coming to. Hmm. World coming to, you know? I mean I just I mean, mean that man what 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 was in that going through that man's mind to where he just lost his way, came back. It just easily blasted away that guy. I mean, just, just, I mean, to me, like I said, we are so numb to violence now that we just don't have any respect for human life. It's just nothing. It's just nothing to go out here and just shoot somebody and kill somebody in flight. I mean, they wow. think you like your game, like you're going to get another chance. 
And you don't think about that somebody. That's somebody's damn father. That's somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody. See, they don't think it because they, they see all this violence on TV and they try to reenact the things yeah. that they see on television. You feel what I'm saying? They try that, to reenact that stuff. Is, that stuff is actors and actresses, but now they're trying to bring that to fruition and make it real life. Mm-hmm. And it's and like then I'm what in the world? I, and I think we're dealing with a generation that that doesn't see that, like the 30 under generation. Because this guy, I think, the shoot the person that uh, shot the guy was about 26, I think. So he's in that generation that, like, I mean, you look at some of these games like Black Ops, and you look at all these other, you know, video games and stuff like. And, and I'm not trying to put out anybody. You know what I'm saying, like. Uh, what's that that vampire show that comes on? Um, Walking Dead. Yeah, like, and, and I ain't got nothing against Walking Dead. I love that show, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's just like these people on these shows commit these murders, and it's just like it it doesn't bother them to take a life. I don't see how people can get to that point to where it does not bother them. This, it, it, it goes in society nowadays where. There's just a, you know, there's a, they don't respect human lives, and they, yeah. you know, it, it's it, we've become desensitized towards that. From maybe you had a bad upbringing, maybe you grew up in the wrong neighborhood, maybe you hung out with the wrong people, maybe your mommy and daddy didn't hug you enough. But you know what? So what? You control your decisions. You know that is the one thing you got absolute control over. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that that first sergeant could have said to that, that punk that would have that would, that would have justified him going out to his car, grabbing his gun, and coming over and shooting him because he was a tough guy hiding behind a fucking gun. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He was a tough guy. You know, he disrespected me. I, I, I'm telling. Indiana needs to have. An ex- like Texas, they need to have an express lane to the chair. You know, that 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 way, that way, you know, we are wasting a year an express chair. You know, twenty items or less, twenty crimes or less to the chair. <laughs> but you know, they, they, that that way they don't, you know, uh, over over in Texas. You take a life, you go to the chair. You know? You know what? Death row is only five years. But you know what? I will say this, though. You know, ever since they closed Central State, we got so many people running around here, you don't know who's who. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I mean, because they have nowhere to go. I mean, they, when they close Central State down, they just basically just say, okay, you're on the streets. You're out there. Yeah. Yep. And that yeah, goes like back to You fun pick stuff. up stray dogs and stray cats. You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get that cat scratch fever. You don't know what you're picking up out here. <laughs> That's true. Is that it, you know the, the, it, the certain people will use it as a argue, arguing point towards why we need to ban certain weapons? 
but what it shows the exact opposite. You know, let let's level out the playing field. You know, the 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 gangbangers out there, the drug dealers, all these cats, they're they're not going to give a damn. They're going to carry their guns. Do you think they're going to come after somebody that's got a gun themselves? Absolutely not. They're going to go after the easy prey. Mm-hmm. And so this is my thing. A lot of people, like, listen to me, I've never been the one to say we need to ban guns all together. I think we need to have stricter laws into place to make sure the crazy people ain't getting them. You see what I'm so saying? Well, yeah, because me and my students, me and my students, we were doing, uh, we're doing a, a gun violence videos to to stop the gun violence theater, and I was asking them questions and everything, and uh, a lot of them, you know, you know, like you said, they said some of them said, you know, we don't need to ban it, but you know, we need to strict the law, like you just said. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my thing is that's a people that's people that's like a uh, that's that's a right that's given to us in the constitution. So realistically, banning guns that's not gonna happen. But what we can do is make sure the right people the wrong people don't get a hold to these guns. Yes. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? People are selling them illegally. You you don't know who. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why, as I said, like banning them all together is not going to help because the the bad the, the people that want to get them they going to get them. Absolutely. Even these pawn shops. You know, I know they say these pawn shops that you have to go through some procedures to get guns, but that's not always true. What if you know one of your friends know another friend? They just said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, somebody's selling a gun in the street. First of all, I'll be literally leery of buying a gun on the street because you don't know what you don't yeah. know if that gun was used in a in a in a crime or nothing. You don't know that. And you buying these guns off the street off these people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know much about but like I said, it's common sense. Why would you you know what I'm saying? Some people don't think like that. Well, you know, there, there was a story about three weeks ago that discussed that whenever the state government was talking about a ban on automatic weapons here. And uh, there, there was a story there about a guy up in Noblesville that put an ad on Craigslist that he would trade his SKS for a dang neon cup sign. You know, it, it goes that simple, you know, where people are just, Training for other things, you know. Who knows where that rifle might have been, but they, you know, they're willing to pass it on to the next guy, so it's not on them anymore when the government comes yeah. after it. And they don't next. care wow. how fast to, you know. And then wow. eventually it makes it into the streets, and some kid ends up getting a hold of it and putting so shooting up a schoolyard or what so. And next thing you know, you, the circle keeps going around and around. Yes. You know, it, but it's like I said, people people need to stop and think. They need to, they, 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 you know, I've had people drive me up the wall where I just want to strangle them with my own hands. But never once resorted to going ahead and uh, putting a bullet in them, you know? 
I want to give them a fighting chance. Now, if, they, if they've got a handgun, you better believe I'll draw and, you know, put one in them. All right. But if they don't, I'm not going to take that advantage. Absolutely. You know, when when I when I when I was growing up, you had a problem with somebody. You took it around back. You duked it out. Okay, there's one person kicked another person's ass, or maybe it went both ways, and it was a stalemate. Go in, have a drink. It was done. You know. Nowadays, it's oh, you're disrespecting me. Bam. Yeah. You know yeah. what? You punk. What have you done for me to earn your respect? You know. That that's what it is. That's what it is. People think wow. that respect given. It's not given. It's earned. You know? I oh, give right. as much respect as gets given to me. You know? I, it's very it's very rare when I let someone close into my life. But those that I let close into my life are people that are proven that I know respect me and I respect them. And whether Santa, you know, I, I, you and yeah. I have agreed on things and disagreed on many things. You know, we still, we still, we're still great friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that that's how it should be. Unfortunately, yeah. you punks out there that, oh, you know, I, I'm, I, I got a handgun. I'm a fat ass. You know, it's, it, 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 like over here. I, I'm sitting right here with my neighbors right now, and my neighbor can attest to this. We, we, uh, uh, my daughter had brought this guy home. And the first words out of his mouth were, "Yeah, I'm I'm looking to get an AK-47." Oh, yeah, it, which is about the most dumbest thing you could have said to me. Yeah, I said, "Okay, semi-automatic or fully automatic?" He goes, "Fully automatic." You know, and me and my neighbor looked at each other, started laughing at him. You know, and, and he's like, "And my neighbor goes, oh my God, you just opened up,' <laughs> you know." And I told him, I said, dude, why are you going to be an idiot? You know? Why? Because it's really yeah. cool. What, what do you do with that? First of all, you're not going to be, the average joke not going to be able to get a hold of that. But my thing is, even if it's so, what do you need? With What are you proving? Yeah, you know, this, this guy didn't know anything that he was talking about. And it's like, dude, you're, you're 19, you, you're, you're white, you live in the suburbs, you know? Why the hell do you need an AK-47 for? Because you saw Scarface and decided to jerk off to it? You know? Oh. It, 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 you know, like, quit it. Stop it. See, parents need to grab these kids and just smack them around a time or two, knock some sense in them. You know? Wow. Think statements like this. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's the kind of world we live in nowadays, my friend. I tell you, you know, uh, I I, just, I don't understand it. I just don't understand. It. I don't understand so much going on. But that was, I mean, those were the two major stories that I just wanted to do something exclusive on today. I think that last night I was like, because you know, Michael Michael brought that up to me last night. He says, "Well, you know, you've heard you heard about the story again." I was like, "What do you mean?" And then he told me about this. I said, no, this this is ridiculous. I mean, one time's a mistake, but damn, you you doing you did it again. 
And you know, good yeah. as well, you got off, you got away with murder, and you go right back out there and do it again. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's because you think he's above the law. Got off like that. Mm-hmm. I guess hey, they handing out free shooting. Yeah, that's what the IMPD is. Stand in line, I guess. Wow. I, I think they ought to throw his ass in Pendleton in general population, personally. Ooh, I do, too. Oh, David Bassard, getting nailed for a second DUI. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to put you... him in general pop, population? Of course not. He's going to get put in either protective custody or uh, a minimum security prison that they may have for cops out there. You think Taking the city to court, 
I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is there there's no financial statements out there that would make me justify me losing any of my kids. You know? And I I, I the the only true justice the only true justice would be to let David Bassard live this for the rest of his life. To you know, to get nailed on vehicular manslaughter or murder. And that part of his body hard. You know, it, it, that that's the only true justice that can ever come out of it. This here is just another another notch on the belt. This here is just like a, a little I, more icing on the cake, you know? And this, this is, no one got hurt, thank God, on this oh, thank God for that. Ooh, I think you God. know? But, but when you think about it, and this is what I'm looking at, okay? A month ago, there was a lady that was walking down the street and got ran over, and the guy just took off, you know? Mm. A couple of guys from a convenience store heard the thud, and they they went out to see what it was and found the body. Oh, here recently been a couple of hit and runs that have happened. You know, these people are all gonna fry. Okay, are all gonna get taken to the max amount of the law. What what makes David Bassard any different? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. This goes to show you, boy. I said, you know, there's no, you know what I'm saying? And like I said earlier, a lot of these officers, instead of upholding the law, they, they walk around here like they above the law. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they wonder they why they, want, they can say what they want to say. And they feel that there's no that they don't have to be accountable for anything that they anything that they do. Yeah. And, and you know, they, 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 and they wonder why it is the communities don't trust them. You know? Yep. They wonder. And that that's exactly, you know, it's that 10%, my friend, that makes the 90% that are the law-abiding officers that are trying to do their job the right way look bad. You know? It's that 10% that just makes it look like that, you know, and you know, it, it, it blows my mind to no end thinking about that because there is a chance that, you know, who, who's to say, who's to say, like I said, in the olden days, they all looked out for one another. But who's to say that the, the botched blood test or the breathalyzer was not botched on purpose so it couldn't be used in court? You know, because yeah. he's a You know, we don't know that. But eventually, the one thing that always happens is this. The truth always comes out. Always. You know, it always comes out. And it will run this, too. You know, but until that man is behind bars permanently, there's no justice done in either of the cases. He's just going to keep thinking he's above the law. Like I said, he showed his arrogance when he said, you know, I know that you know who I am. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let, let me see if I can pull up the audio. I, I believe it went something like this. I know that you know who I am. I'm drunk. 
I've been drinking since noon. So I'm not going to tell you I had one or two. But if you let me off this time, I swear I will never, ever, ever, ever have another drink. And that other crash. You know, that goes to show the true arrogance that the man has got. It it is absolute pure arrogance. You know, and and he needs to pay for it. He needs to pay for it with the long arm of the law doing what they do, doing it right, you know. If it gets done right, there is no reason that that man, I, I can prosecute this case, you know. There is no, and I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but there is no reason that that man should be walking the streets ever again. Yeah. None. I've seen people go away for for having for for having a gram of pot or maybe maybe uh, maybe some coke, a little bit of coke. I've seen them go away for ten years for stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but this? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Two. Well, twice. I mean, he is still on the. He was still on the street, and still yeah. had a job, pretty much. And it's like I had said earlier, he had a choice. He could have called a cab, could have called his wife, could have called a friend to come pick him up. He had choices. He chose to get behind the wheel of his car or his truck. And he chose to turn that engine on and drive. He chose it. Now he needs to pay for them choices. It's not that much to ask for. It isn't. But there needs to be a bigger outcry than what there is. It's silent. Yeah. I think our caller uh, hung up, but... I just wanted to stay on a little bit longer so they could, you know, you know, say what they had to say. But um, I really want to continue this discussion. And Absolutely. I think I'm going to do probably do a show, if not tomorrow night, either probably Tuesday. Uh, we'll see. Um, but I really want to continue this discussion. And I didn't know um, you were working on something. We'll, we'll talk off the phone um, but right. um, I just wanted to see if you had anything else to let the public know before we get off. I mean, I know right now it's off air, but it's still recording, so they can listen to it later. But um, did you have anything else you want to add before we get off air? Get off air? What's that? Did you have anything else that you wanted to inform the public about before we get off air? Oh, I'm so sorry. I had my son talk to me. Um well, you know, just be on the lookout for updates on when the sh- my show, 3XR, is going to come on. Um, you know, we, we hope to do this the right way and go ahead and uh, go go on ahead and express our freedoms. And you know what? We we we, we will hit the harder topics. We we need to because our media doesn't. They what they wipe the slate clean. You know, they they act like nothing happens, and somebody needs to, and we we are going to start tackling these things. Yeah. Now, other than that, I do appreciate you having me on, my friend. All right. Well, once again, this is the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Fighters. Um, until then, 
Um, may God bless, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Peace out. Have a good one.